Kia ora te iwi. welcome back to Under the Whāraki, I'm Tahu. And I'm Anatola, and today's topic on this episode is money. And we have a beautiful guest with us today via mm. Zoom, and I'm going to throw it to her so that she can introduce herself. Kia ora te whanau, um, ko te kahu kura Boynton, tōku ingoa, huri tēnei no Ngāti Kahunganu, Ngātu Hoi, te whakatohia hoki. Um, I run a personal finance blog and podcast called Māori Millennia. Wicked. Yeah. Wicked. Māori Millennia. Damn, we're going to learn a lot today. If only. Alright, so um, as always to warm up our, our show, um, we start with our icebreaker, which is Yena Nā Ye. Which is, you get to disagree with a ye na. Ye na means no. And na ye. This is the honest, hardest thing to explain. explain. Na ye means yes. Okay? Come on. So I'm going to read a statement and you decide where you sit. Telling someone when they have food stuck in their teeth. Ye na, na ye. Tikahukura, what do you think? Nah, yeah. <laughs> yeah? Man, you're gonna tell them. It's just embarrassing. Yeah. <laughs> embarrassing. Do you, have a, do you have a method of how you tell people? Uh, sissy got. <laughs> 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 oh, sis, sissy! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, just be honest. <laughs> yeah, nice. Yeah, yeah, I'm, a, I'm definitely a nah, yeah, as well. Just because it's, res- it's the best respectful thing to do. Um, and there's a way that you can do it where it's like, and be like, I feel like cause sometimes people get fucking mad. So I'm always like, oh my God, that happens to me so much. And I would just much rather someone tell me. So that's why I'm telling you. Yeah. Or like when there's lipstick on someone's I teeth. I walked down the street, like she lives at, had like a pad wrapped around her pants. <gasps> and I just told her, cause like, that's so sad. She can't walk around with that. So no, exactly. I'm here for that. Cause I feel like you should tell people. And it's like, you don't have to make a big deal out of it. It's like, oh, we've been there. So it's more so just letting them know. Yeah, yeah. what are you, your thoughts to who? Yeah, nah. <laughs> You're on your own. <laughs> I feel like you're someone who would do that. Who would just let them embarrass No, you wouldn't. I oh. feel like you'd be like, oi, you got something yeah, 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 definitely, yeah, yeah. definitely. That's not like, he's playing up, not even. <laughs> um, amazing. Okay, cool. So we're jumping into our pop quiz. So this is just for us to kind of like scale down what we know, which mm. in my, for this topic, I know nothing. So basically it is a pop quiz. We've got whiteboards and you're going to ask us questions and then we're going to have a little chat in between. Mm. Cool. Grab my whiteboard. Wait, oh. Oh, I just poured my water <gasps> everywhere. Who put it there? <laughs> it was Stevie. <laughs> I don't want to name anyone, but it was Stevie. It's alright, it's water. It'll just soak in. Okay, come on. I'm ready. You're you ready. Okay, so I'm uh, just asking any questions. Yeah. Yes. yes. Okay. Um, what does inflation measure? Oh. What? Ah! Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Oh, no! What is inflation? <laughs> it's honestly the most mysterious thing. Yeah, ever. I'm like, what is it? I don't know. Um, Wait, inflation, so ask the question again. Like, this is going to help the, me. Ask the question again. To me. <laughs> what is inflation? Oh, the I... amount of... <laughs> I don't know for sure. I only know when it goes up, the prices go up. That's what I said. Nice. It's, it... it's right to me. <laughs> the amount of money Buta circulating in the economy? I nope. said the increase of prices? Yeah, it's like um, a measurement of the cost of living increasing or decreasing. Yeah. Um, yeah. Basically how far your money can go. Really? Dang. And we're, are we going through inflation right now or have we just, are we always going through inflation? 
so we're always going through inflation, but like a normal amount would be something like two percent. But at the so that means that like every year you're if you're not getting a pay rise of two percent, you're essentially working the same for less because you're able to buy less. Mm. So if you're not getting like at least two percent pay rise every single year, then you're getting paid less essentially. Wow. But, <laughs> Um, at the moment, inflation is sitting at like 10%, mm. meaning that everything's 10% more expensive than it was last year. So like a $3 bottle of milk is going to be $3.30. like $3.30 as opposed yeah. to $3. But um, things like supermarkets have like the biggest rates of inflation. So the cost of kai goes up far more than a lot of other things. Um, same with housing, like rental prices go up far more than um, other things, like um, lots of things. Yeah. Wow, that's good to know about a, a, a safe measure would be at two percent, like yeah, and so the fact that like we should be increasing. Wait to be able to yeah. like you know keep going, but if you think about like benefits and stuff, benefits don't go up ten percent. Um, no. they didn't go up ten percent in the last year, but people on benefits are able to buy ten percent less. Yeah. Oh, not ten percent less, but you know everything's ten percent more expensive, so they're able to buy less and they're getting the same amount of money. So money just goes. Um, that's so re oh my gosh yeah i didn't even think about that Booty. Fuck. okay thank you next question yeah <laughs> fucking supermarkets bullshit oh, but i hate supermarkets so much how expensive they are uh, can i just say fuck you <laughs> <laughs> i hate you you're the only place you have vegan kai and you're so expensive and i hate it but i love it but, but i, need I you love to you cut it down yeah Okay. Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> uh, I guess this is a good question. What's um, <coughs> what are the most common cars that millennials drive? Cars. Yeah. What kind of cars do millennials drive? That mil millionaires. Millionaires. Yeah. <coughs> I don't even know what a like. Hmm. I feel like this is, <laughs> I'm going the opposite direction of what I think. Because <laughs> I'm thinking about like the Kardashians. Okay, I've gone eco-friendly, less than two litre cars. I said Toyota Prius. Nice. That's exactly. Oh, Toyota is the most common car driven by millionaires. And millionaires, <laughs> sorry, you got that one. Um, like predominantly millionaires drive um, actually, like less flash cars to like the average person. Yeah. Yeah, I mean that's why they're millionaires, right? Yeah. <laughs> I, I was sitting here thinking like, oh, the only millionaires that I really like, I don't know any millionaires, but like the Kardashians, and they all have like flash as cars. But if we're thinking about like actually just everyday millionaires, yeah, normal millionaires, normal quote unquote. Yeah. 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 Normal million, you know, the normal <laughs> kind. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah exactly. Yeah. Toyota, cool. Um, okay, what are uh, interest rates? Sorry, say that again. What are interest rates or what are they at the moment? Interest rates for houses? Um, for anything? I'm just going to go... Mm. Oh, it's around... 7% at the moment? Oh, wait, are you looking for a number? Oh, oh no, a description what are, of what, yeah, what they are. We're talking about house interest rates at the moment. Ridiculous. Ah, uh, disgusting. <laughs> yeah. That's what they are. This makes no sense, but it's fine. Um, interest rate is the percentage you pay back on the loan. <laughs> I, yeah, that sounds so much more better. Um, and so I think just like further to that, I guess poor people generally <coughs> pay interest, and rich people generally earn interest. interest. So, yeah. um, you know, like we're paying. Um, Maori predominantly have like a lot more like loans with like loan sharks and those yeah. interest rates are far higher than like one with the bank so like yeah. traditionally if you know the inflation level was lower you'd maybe pay like four percent interest on your mortgage 
Um, but it, but with like loan sharks, you're going to be paying like 15%, you know, to get a car yeah. loan. Yeah. But what rich people do is instead of paying, you know, four <laughs> things, interest, they let their money be invested or they um, let other people use it and then they're actually making that interest. So instead yeah. of having to pay it, they're basically getting it off um, poor people and using it. So, because I wrote that it's, this is probably really wrong, but like when people, organisations, governments sell something to get profit, is it like for profit as well, right? Is that interest yeah. rates too? No. Um, so I guess no. uh, when you get a loan, it's just the I cost just associated with it. Shut up, Tony. <laughs> Continue to go. So. <laughs> yeah, sorry, keep going. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was it. <laughs> oh, what did you say, sorry? Um, when you get a loan, the interest rate is just the cost associated with it. Right, right, right. Right. So they don't actually gain anything from it. No, you, you'd gain the money from the interest. From that interest. Yeah. So if I give yeah. you $100 with a 10% interest back, right. then you'd pay me back $110 overall. Right. Yeah. Why? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> mm-hmm. But we'll get it. It's fine. Um, how many part-time did you guys want? Oh, no, nah, that's it. Pie. Yeah. Wicked. Amazing. I I, I think um, Pooty is such a... For me, I grew up talking about it with my whanau um, mm. because we're such an open <coughs> whanau, but um, also because I come from a whanau of business mm. and our my parents have always been really open and honest about um, what they earn and what we spend it on and um, why things cost this and why you do that. and. I remember being really young and having a conversation with um, with one of my mates. I would have been young, like six, and oh, wow. my mum, like she tells the story as well, she was listening to us in the back of the car, um, my bro being like, I can't wait to get a credit card when I'm older, I'm just going to buy everything. <laughs> and yeah. I used to say like, no, you can't just buy anything because then you have to pay it back. Mm. Yeah, and like my parents are being really, just like really good at informing me about um, how money, money works and mm. why it works that way. That's so good. Yeah, but I know I'm a real one in a million of our of our Māori whānau. Um, because <laughs> our financial literacy is so poor, like we have, we're poor-minded, we have a poor mindset, um, there's poor resources, and on top of that, it's hard to talk about things that you don't understand. Yeah, and true, even true. even worse, um, it's hard to talk about things that you're almost ashamed in because uh, you struggle to provide for your fano or um, you don't have as much as the next person. That's where the comparison thing comes mm. into. And um, <laughs> well, what have you what have you um, grown up with as a? Where did you get all your financial literacy from? I guess. Yeah, so I grew up in a, um, my mum was a solo mum and she was, she's a hustler, like she worked um, so many different jobs and she always provided for my brother and I and she made sure we had everything we had. Mm. Even when she was um, literally on the benefit, she would find a way to make sure we had everything we had. Mm. And I really loved that about her, um, but I think... What really hit me was the fact that she worked so hard, but, you know, she was able to buy her kids what they needed, but there was no real, like, incentive for her. Like, mm. what did she get out of all this mahi? You know, you give your literal whole life to, like, bust your ass for a job. You go there and you go, like, you're leaving the house at 7 a.m. You're not getting back till 6 p.m. You're spending all this time away from your family and you're working so hard in your job and you get, what, nothing? But then, like, as a kid, I go to school and I see other kids and, like, their families have so much money. And it's like, why is it that my mum can work so hard, but, you know, we don't have heaps of money? And it's just, to me, it didn't sound fair. And so Mm. with her kind of really strong desire for her kids to be educated, I was always reading books. I wasn't allowed to, like, watch TV, like, before school and things like that. It was always books, books, books. And so I would start reading about money and I learned about the different ways um, wealthy 
people made their money and yeah. how money actually works and so like I was like literally a little kid and I was so weird so nerdy but I learned about like interest rates and Kiwi Saver and all these different things from a young age and then as I kind of grew up I realized like no one else actually like really thinks about money as much as I do and they don't really talk about it like I do and I'm like that's cool but I think that in having courted or about Putia, we're able to normalize and we're able to actually like learn things from each other like for example, the other day I was like, um, to a friend, I was like, oh, my car insurance is at like 50 bucks a week. And she's like, what? 50 bucks a week? And I was like, is it not normal? And it's just cause like, I had never even like talked about this with anyone. I didn't even know what a normal car insurance payment was. But when we like actually talk about things, we're able to realize like mm. what's normal, what yeah. isn't, and how can we improve? Mm. And so I think for Māori who generally have less money than other races in Aotearoa, it's an opportunity for us to improve and grow as one like mm. exactly what um we do in tikanga you know whakawhanaunga tanga aroha and manaki tanga like grow as one and grow together mm. i love that that's a beautiful message um because like i was talking to my girlfriends i, I said this to you earlier i was talking to my girlfriends about this um last week and we were talking about the book girls who invest girls who like to invest or whatever the book title is called and um, we all had quite like different opinions about the whole idea of investment. And we were, like, I, I'm gonna put my hand up and say, I'm like, this is just capitalism. Like, it's just capitalism, it's so annoying. And my other best friend was like, yeah, but we live in a capitalist society, so we have to find mm. a way to survive it. And I'm like, yeah, but fuck that. I hate that, that's so annoying. Um, and I don't wanna live my life just always worrying about money. Um, and she's like, yeah, but we have to worry about money because that's how we survive. Um, and so now knowing that like you do Māori Millionaire, which she was mentioning um, about it, how have you found has been helpful to talk to people like myself who are like so hesitant about even touching on this topic? And I think it's also because we're projecting because we're really bad. I'm really bad with money. <laughs> I think that's really like what mm. we're doing. What I'm doing is like I'm really bad with money. And so I'm like, I still want to talk about it because it's annoying. Um, but yeah, how have you found ways to be helpful when talking about this to people that are like, that's not aligning with who I am, with our Māori, Pacifica, whatever it, it may be. In all honesty, I think it's about just being like really transparent and very vulnerable in the fact that like I'm 19 and I don't know what I'm doing with my life. Like I don't know lots of things. And so when I come on the internet to talk about Putia, it's not because I think that I know, like I'm on this journey myself. And so mm. what I'm trying to do is like normalize a corridor about this because and I actually encourage like my followers and stuff to disagree with me because when they do, we're actually both able to learn and grow and it's mm. not like a competition. And I think there's enough room for us all to succeed and for us all to build wealth. And so I think Māori Millionaire as a community is just a way to normalize these kōrero and be able to um, help one another. And then actually, like sometimes people will call me out and they'll be like, you know, that post just was not right. And I'm just like, yeah, you know what? It wasn't. Um, but I know that now. And so we move forward. What's an example of a post where you'll be like, oh, damn it. <laughs> okay. Um, so I made a post on TikTok and it was about like 10 money and mistakes um, that teenagers made. And I made one of, one of them was um, buying a car. And my facado behind that is that um, I think as soon as like I knew what cars were, I wanted my own car because I saw it as a sign of like independence, being able to do whatever you want. But when I was in high school and I had my own job and I could afford my own car, I decided not to because I knew that um, cars are really expensive to maintain and things like that. Mm. So in the post I said, that's a money mistake. And then everyone was attacking me going, you know, like it's so insensitive, like, you know, we need cars to get around and stuff. And like, I understand that um, and I get that fully, but I think from my perspective, like I didn't get rights from anyone, but I chose to walk places because I knew that was my financial goal to not yeah. waste money on things I didn't need. Um, so yeah. yeah, that's one example where people called me up, but. Oi. <laughs> I kind of get that though. Fuck them, wait. like honestly, fuck them. Like, Cars are the dumbest things in the world. True. They're uh, True. outright liability. On 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 my business, you get to write it off as an asset. Mm. But that's an outright liability. I bought my truck for like what thirty five k. It cost me five k a year. I, I travel all year round, 
and I do about 50,000 Ks a year. Every 10,000 you have to get a service, for that truck it's like 600 bucks. Every time I get a service there's something wrong with it. I buy Ks, they're about, I think they're $500 at the moment, $600 at the moment for 10,000 Ks. Mm. So every 10,000 Ks that's 603 grand and just Ks a year and then five yeah. grand of maintenance mm. and then like, you know. It's a lot of fucking money. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm lucky because I own mine cash. Um, I bought mine cash, but like it, for people who who buy, who just look at the number of the AP, of the, <laughs> and they're like, yeah, well, I can afford two twenty a week or uh, one twenty a week. Mm. You don't think about all this other shit. And then yeah, my literal true. gas bill a month because I've got a um, our business has uh, a card for our business um, with Z, and it's about fifteen hundred a month. And gas, I spend. Yeah. And I was like to people, cars aren't assets. Yeah. It's so much maintenance. Yeah. Cars are literally some of my biggest expenses for my business. Yeah. Every yeah. single month. Well, yeah. You know, I drive a Mazda Demio and it's like, this is my this is my second car. My first one was a Honda against 2008. It had like 300,000 Ks on it. Yeah. But I looked after it and it lasted me like a year and a half. And, you know, to run this little small car is literally five grand a year. And so, you know, when I go to uni and I see, like, my uni friends drive around in, like, BMWs at a new and stuff, and then they're moaning that they got no money. It's like, we need to be looking at, like, where our money is going, and mm. that's why I made that post. But I guess I didn't word it nicely enough. I so. think it's just more so because people know they need cars. Like, I think yeah. about, like... I think a lot about like, um, like for example, my Nana who's 89 years old, if I'm taking her to church or I'm taking her to family functions, I can't not Nana walk, <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like just something like that. Or if you have a lot of kids, young kids in your family and like yeah. you need to commute, like those are the things. So although that's an important message, I think oftentimes like we're like, how do we receive it? Or like how, you know what I mean? Like it's hard to, it's also hard to like, um, see what's going to be helpful on social media, which I'm sure you'll find. Like, when you're explaining yourself, I'm like, yeah, yeah. But yeah. I wonder how I would have received it if I saw that on social media. Because you can't, you can't feel someone. You can't hear the, what they're talking about. You can't, I can feel your passion when you're talking about this, that you're wanting Māori to thrive better mm. when it comes to money. And I'm like, yeah, I want that too. Um, and so, like, we can't really feel each other when it's on social media. For sure. And I think, I think second to that, like, I don't want to just talk about cars, this whole podcast, but yeah, just yeah, one yeah. last thing. Go ahead. Um, <laughs> my mum is very, like, strong on this, like, it's a mindset thing. So back in the day, you had one car for your whole family with, like, two parents and those 500 kids and stuff. Like, they just shared a car and they made it work and, like, you know, they did things like that. But today we have this, like mindset that each individual needs a car like That's do you know true. how many houses you drive around and there's literally like 10 cars parked outside like we don't thing. need not every single person needs a car yeah yep. love um, it moving on from the even though i could stay on it every day because yeah. even if you break down real quick <laughs> but like if you're like doing a um, final trip to the grocery trip and that's the only place far you need to go mm. and you need to carry stuff back 50 dollars for uber a week 50 something weeks Easy. a year that's two and a half grand it's all good you way know, cheaper to five grand of a car yeah. bill or like a bus what's it called yeah the bus bus thing they can there's other options is what i'm saying yeah. if you're trying to be more frugal Absolutely. yeah a bike um what's your portfolio look like because as a 19 year old and a student so young the stereotype is no puta um running in on your last five dollars every week Noodles. i know that's what mine looked like and I know I was quite creative with five dollars at, mm. at uni life, but um, yeah, yeah. What does it look like for you? How have you reinvested your money, or what does it look like at the moment? Mm. So um, when I first started uni, I, which was in the middle of twenty twenty one, I literally came to uni with no money at all. Um, right. My family helped me to like move in, my moving costs and everything, and from there. When I was literally like worried about my next rent bill, I was like, this is not a cool way to live. So from there, I was just very disciplined. And last year was probably like the most crazy I've been with Putia. But um, over that, I was able to grow my net worth to, I think it's sitting at like $42,000 now across different um, areas. Um, but like in my KiwiSaver account, my Shearsies account, um, and then also my business and then personal savings. Um, my car, 
and then just all these other things combined. Um, but like when I invest in the stock market, if I make putia through it, through like capital gains or dividends, it gets reinvested. So I don't get any of it and it just grows and grows and um, continues to grow. Yeah. Hi. So question, okay, because I have no idea what you just said. You spoke such a different language to me. So <laughs> <laughs> you invest in stock, right? Is that what you said? Yeah, yeah. Um, and you said that it doesn't come back to you. Does it eventually come back to you long term? No, it's the oh, dividends. What does that mean? So, so like, that's the when, when the stocks go up in value, um, that's called a capital gain. And so that's just like a house. So if you buy a house for 100 grand today and then next year, say you can sell it for 110, then that 10 grand is your capital gain. So that's like the profit. Right, right, right. Um, so you get that back upon selling. And then with dividends, dividends are like rental payments for stocks. So the company will like um, reward you, I guess, for investing in the company. So if you think about big companies like Apple, when they have all of these investors around the world, um, it helps them to grow their business. So they offer, they like reciprocate by giving you a dividend. So it might be like a 2% yield on how much you've invested. So if you've got um, a thousand dollars, is that twenty dollars? I don't know. Yep, I'm not good at maths, but um, you are good at maths, obviously. Yeah, it's like twenty dollars or two dollars or something, and then that money comes back to you, and you can choose whether you get that out. So when mm. you become like crazy rich and you have like a hundred grand in the stock market, your dividends might be end up being like two grand a month or something, and then you can just get that money deposited into your bank, and then that can be a source of income. But for me, I don't need the putia, so I just reinvest it into the stock market. And then instead of that money, just um, the yield being on that first bit, it's now my investment plus the capital gains plus the dividends that I start making money on. So mm. then it just continues to grow and grow and grow. Right. I want to talk about money and happiness. Um, <laughs> where, where does that stuff you does, is that true does money buy happiness no I, I think it, it it buys comfort right I think it, it buys security I don't think it necessarily buys happiness in my opinion I think like um, I think when you're able to be secure and comfortable I think that potentially does provide joy of some kind but I don't think it if if I don't think if you have more money that that then takes away other issues in your life. So happiness is something that you have to get from other things as well. But I know that if I have money and I buy like something cute to wear, that brings happy. And <laughs> <laughs> like if I buy like some new jewelry, it makes me happy. And if I buy a new book, it makes me happy. <laughs> so, that's happiness, I guess. But what about you? Yeah, no, I like that that type of figure. Well, for me. Um, money makes me very happy. Yeah. Yeah, like straight up, money buys heaps of my happiness. Mm. Well, uh, it's more, it buys me time. and mm. Which is where your happiness comes from. That's my happiness. And, and if you think about it like, um, you know, there's whanau that don't have the money to, they, they're worried about shelter yeah. and kai mm -hmm. and clothes, you know, and you spend all your time and money to just get those three things, yeah. then there's not much space left for happiness mm. where I don't worry about those things in my life. So those things are all sorted all the time. Yeah, and now too. I get the space to think about, am I happy? Mm. <laughs> yeah. You get to question it more. Yeah. Yay, and that's yeah. the time afforded to me mm. from having the money to be able to look after the rest of it. Mm. So that's where, like, for me, money does buy happiness. Mm. Um, it does. It doesn't. You know, there's not a purchase of happiness, mm. but it's the time afforded to you to think about your happiness. Because yeah. if you're thinking about all these three things, you're not even fucking worried about being happy. Yeah. You're just worried True. about your two kids eating. Your two. Yeah. yeah. Surviving. Surviving. You're in survival mode. Which means you're not thriving. At the same time, though, but you can be in survival mode and be happy with it. Mm. Like, can you though? I've I've been happy in survival mode. Mm. Um, like literally surviving though. Mm. Like um, <laughs> I don't want to be the guy. Nah, do it, do it. <laughs> I did a ten day, uh, a five day, on an island oh, survival yes. Yes, challenge. Yes, yes. And like those things where, like I, I literally went there with nothing, no kind, no anything, and the monetary world meant nothing there, because mm. eh? no money was gonna buy my way out of hypothermia mm. or anything like that. So when I was doing it, 
and we're isolated and all you think about the way that this defeats my other I'm being a, such a hypocrite oh, what's no, it contradiction um, was that we're all contradictions it's yeah um, when I got there we just my first thing was fire holy fuck I need to get fire we need to get warm so you're worried so much about one thing and then that's cool get the fire done little spirit of happiness yeah. right now I need to go get my shelter ready it's about to rain run do my shelter okay now I'm starving let's go get a kai yeah. you fight fight go get a kai holy fuck fire's nearly out so there's always jobs to do mm. and that's where um, the survival and routine can become happiness because you're always actively thinking about the next thing to do and it's got nothing to do with money those things isn't that stress it depends how you look at it. That's, that's where perspective I'm, comes but to. But that's why I feel like people out there yeah. who are doing it, I feel like that would be stressful if you're doing it every day. Yeah. And you're worrying about trying to provide shelter, kai, yeah. for, um, for. you know, safety for people. I feel like if you're a parent, I couldn't even imagine what they would feel like. Yeah. You being stressed that your babies are fed, your babies are safe, your babies are warm, your babies aren't going to have, you know, like healthcare conditions due to the fact that they're in wet Māori homes. Um, Māori, Māori, Māori? Yeah, Māori. M-O-U-R-D-E, yeah, you know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, like, you know, like I feel like that would be stressful. I know where you're coming from. That was a joyful I, experience because you decided on that. Yeah, but, but if I, you're not choosing to do so. Then that's out of your hands. Yeah, cool. And you're trying to like kind of, you're trying to float above water. And I feel like, I, I think we kind of romanticize survival a lot, especially for Māori and Pacifica, because I, I see so many of my whanau like just surviving. And I'm like, are they happy? I have the privilege of being able to question whether I'm happy. Mm. I can loosely use my money on silly dumb things mm. at little op shops and ASOS and the things that bring me joy and that instant gratification at the time that in a month's time I'm going to completely forget about because I have like security from my family who who do have financial security whereas so many other people don't have that and I feel like mm. that's the difference I think when it comes to all of this and you're talking about yourself finding security so that you can support the collective, right? But in my mind, I always think about like investments and stuff to be such a self thing. Like, I'm like, oh, where does it go? It is a colonial thing. A white man created that. But now that hearing you talk about it, I'm like, that sounds so, obviously it's because it's from a Maori woman talking, so I'm trusting mm. it better. But <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah. I, I don't like the argument around um, colonization and puta. Mm. Like where people say it's colonial, you're living in a capitalist society. Well, yeah. it's like, well, wake the fuck up. Mm. We've been here for ages. Yeah. Yeah, so why not get good at playing their game? But that's, that's what I'm saying. I feel like I was that. I, yeah. Not right. saying that I've completely shifted, yeah, but yeah, I'm yeah. like, I'm sitting here and I'm like, oh, that makes sense now. And yeah. like, I used to always be like, oh, that's so, we're just playing the game. Like, I hate the game. Yeah. Smash the table. I fucking hate it. But like, that's in reality. That's why you've got to find your win there, eh? Yeah, totally. What's a, how much is enough? You know, what's enough to win? dependent on you yeah like because for me what I do is winning mm. I get to wake up and my job is literally my passion mm. I tell stories and I get paid for being me mm. Beautiful. every day so I wake up take, do my job and then the rest is mm. you know that money that can pay for anything I want um, not like fucking jets and shit <laughs> which I would like a jet <laughs> oh, a jet would be so me but it pays for all those the puti oh, the, the kai the shelter and then um, time to go mm. play golf to go fishing do all those things to spend time with my um, fiance and those to mm. me happiness and that's to me winning like that's beautiful. I won it no, I get yeah. that I feel you do you um, do you think that money buys happiness I read a like case study and it was talking about like to a certain level. So I think in New Zealand at the moment, it might be like $80,000 a year up until that level. It, um, it doesn't, oh, sorry. It does contribute to your mental health. And that's basically that survivor mindset. Um, but then beyond that, it doesn't actually contribute to, um, happiness, but I think overall, what money buys is it buys um, quality of life. And what I mean by that is like mm. access to healthcare and education and mm. the things that will fulfill us and make us, um, you know, able to live happy lives because mm. 
I think generally like when you're when you're holder, when your mindset and when you're, you know, exactly what you're saying, when you're doing mahi that fulfills you, those things are going to help you to um, be happy. And I think another example is, um, I guess, you know, being Māori in a Pākehā world. So, you know, having to ask for time off to go to a tangi that takes three days and you exactly. have to justify why it takes three days. If you have pūtia, then you don't have to. And, you know, like you can... You can actually just quit your job if your boss is a dick, you know. But yeah. so it's like things like that that I think contribute to overall happiness. But I don't think that money in itself buys happiness. Do you, why do you think for Maori, but also in Pacifica, because I think there's there's like a overlap of similar issues when it comes to money. Why do you think Maori and Pacifica struggle with with talking about money or just in general, like really being able to accept this conversation? I think it's um, generational trauma and generational poverty that makes us not want to cordial about something. But I think also, like culturally, it's quite um, de- like deeply ingrained with our with our culture that you mm. know the the parents look after their whanau and then they also look after their parents and they look after their tamariki and their mokopuna and that's just what happens. And if you don't have the putia to do that, I think that brings a lot of um, whakama and things like that around discussions about putia so i think it's it's something that i i don't believe that i think like before colonization maori were wealthy like we had um we were entrepreneurs and we did trading and mm. we were hunter gatherers and we did so many things that made us wealthy people and our biggest economic asset was stolen from us which was our whenua oh. and so from there like okay. now today we suffer because someone got too greedy um, yeah. So I think that contributes to us not being able to easily court it all about Putia. Oh, that's and so real. I think if it's, it's, you know because that's that's exactly it. Eh? It's the generational trauma. But um, there's key differences in the way and just the value systems mm. where you know this system just doesn't work in the way how Maori value things. Totally. And I think a key difference between Maori and Pakia is that. Māori fai mana and giving, mm. um, you know, like so as a hokanga, all your mana comes from what you put on the table for your manuri, mm. um, and you're always taught to give and give and give, and that's mm. how you get mana. And for for Pākehā, you find mana from hoarding and taking, and um, mm. it's just two different systems where we're still not used to. Mm. We still don't practice it, you know, because we still today want to give out on the marae, we hold, you know, our manuhiri still higher than the hokanga. It's mm. always, it's just bred into you since you're a little fella. Literally. That mm. giving is the best way to, mm. um, you know. It's the get, standard. Yeah. Yeah. It's the way you gain mana. That's the same for Pasifika as well. Mm. I think a lot about like, um, for us Tongans, we call it fatongia, which is like, it's your, it's it's the only English word I can think of, which I know is Māori, you understand, like, there's no English word that can ever truly um, encompass the word, but like, it's kind of like obligation or duty, and it's like, when there's a funeral, like, I totally vibe with the fact of you, like, going to a tangi and you're like, three days off, ours is like, seven days off sometimes, mm. depending on a person who passes away, and trying to explain that to a Pākehā person was like, a funeral's one day, and you're like, no, it's... It's so yeah, much it's like longer. a half an hour thing. Not yeah, no, yeah, it's like, no, it's like a, a whole day thing. Um, so, like, trying to explain it to people who don't understand is a real struggle. But, like, for us, when someone passes away, like, we go and we give money and we give hala, which is like mats and, 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 and yeah. stuff. Um, but we also, like, if it's someone that's not closely related, but it's like your family's family, we take something called a toi, which is like, you go and you give money to the family who lost a loved one. So it's like all these things, like it's a collective thing and everyone chips in and everyone gives a lot. But then what that means is like, you're always giving because there's always people passing away. Mm. There's always birthdays, there's always weddings, there's always something at church. And so you're always giving, 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 and yet there's nothing really being retained at home. And that's yeah. where the struggle and poverty kind of sits in. Like my grandfather was so ahead of his time because he would he would always buy bread, milk, all that stuff. And then if he had two dollars left over, he would give it to the church. But we, I would go to like churches, like not trying to call out Pacific churches, but like they would call out how much families would give to the church. So Whoa. like you'd be like, "Final family from blah blah blah, you've given two hundred dollars this week." The 
whatever family, Fafita family, just loose, not calling out Fafita family, but like the Fafita family, they gave $2,000, like, and, and people oh would feel so much pride because you'd be like, I gave more. And then others would feel, feel so shame because they gave such less. And wow. I think that judgment is really rampant in Basafika churches. And it's, this this the type of beauty of giving and giving to a place that for you is a sanctuary of livelihood. I love that. I love that the church is a home for people to to find their joy and to find a connection to something so much higher than themselves. But also like the human greed of like taking and yeah. not being able to reciprocate that to people and people not being able to feed their children is so dangerous long term. Yeah. And so like I find that we get uncomfortable talking about it because we're like, well, we can't change it anyway. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you can't change culture. You can't change this. But actually, like, there are small steps you can do, but it's finding out what works, right? Mm. Uh, yeah, I think it's really important because I feel like, you know, these, whatever our parents do, we're just going to do, and that's just, like, human nature, and that's mm. how these things get passed down throughout the generations. And so being able to break, um, like, a generational thing is, like, crazy hard and being able to go against what your whanau does or what you know i'm not saying i think that there's like so much um beauty in being able to give and i still maintain that even on my wealth journey i think that um allocating putia for kuha or you know whatever it is i think is really important so like i myself put like an ap into a kuha account and if someone's doing like a fundraiser or if my friends are going overseas or you know whatever it is tangi comes up then i already have putia for kuha but it's a amount that i can actually Afford. maintain and keep consistent with mm. um but i think like overall if we're going to change our if we're going to change our trajectory then we need to go through some kind of um sacrifices at the moment to be able to do that and for mm. our you know for future generations to benefit from this no, that makes sense. It's, it's really hard because we're just sense. trying to fit our indigenousness into a Pākehā system. I know. Right? I hate and it. Even like um, it, your it. example around the church and the readout, that's that's not a Tongan thing to do. No, it's not. That's no. a very Pākehā thing to mm, do. And it's yeah. because it's in a Pākehā system. It right? is, yeah. It's, it's like fucking, it's defining the middle ground. Yeah. And where we can kind of harmoniously live. Because I know for my whanau in particular, um, our experience, I've gone to, so my fiance, she's from Ratana. And as a people, it's not, a, it's not um, economically a rich or wealthy um, place, but their wealth is all in their karakia and in their people mm. and in their waiata. If I, I've, I went there and I was so astonished um, at the first tangiana I went to, as they stood to do a kapaka set, like a whole bracket, straight up 40 minute bracket, and um, everyone knew the actions, everyone knew every lyric, everyone. Mm. That's, and to me, that was so much wealth. So much. Yeah, wow. I was a holy fuck. That's you were mad. Were you like, whoa? Yeah, I was like, oh my days. Anyway, I've learned all the songs, I get up. Yeah. <laughs> But at the same time, I thought back to our wealth and I was like, well, we pay for entertainment because we can, but we couldn't put on that entertainment. No way. Mm. We, 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 like my whanau, as a, as a whanau, we're now restoring and reclaiming our, our, um, our wealth in Te Māori um, around moko. Everyone wears moko. Um, everyone speaks te reo, but... Um, like a thing like kabaka, that's not strong for where I'm from. And it's kind of like we've sacrificed, we sacrificed so much of us. We've only just reclaimed our moko in the last three years. Mm. But we sacrificed so much of our Māori tanga to thrive in Te Pākehā. Mm. And um, for my grandfather, my grandfather in particular, he only just got his matora at 70. And... It was because That's his badass. whole, but his whole life, he knew he couldn't wear a matoda in um, mm. in Taupakia. Yeah, and he's a businessman, so he knew that I can't do that because I have to survive. Yeah, well, I have to. We we had to, he has more than enough to survive, mm. and then we've all got caught in the rat race where money is our culture. Mm. Yeah, and as a family, as a family too, where we're a big family, and everyone works 
well-paying jobs. And like I like what you said about the eighty thousand. That's the only point you need to get mm. mental or for that, that that contributes towards your mental wealth or mental health. Because mm. um, after that, then you're just buying bigger and bigger boats and bigger True. and bigger houses and. And more like expensive bags and shoes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You don't, yeah. It's so much to take. <laughs> no, because everything you're saying is so valid. And like, I feel like the the little shopper in me is like, yeah, I know, I know, I know. Yeah. But um, what do you think is like helpful tips? Because like, how much do you think people should be saving a, a week or month? Like obviously depending on their, like their income and whatnot. But like, what are some tips for people who are wanting to just start making small changes in their life to start having a more healthier relationship with money? Mm. I think the first key thing to do is to literally get out a piece of paper and to write down how much money you make each week and figure out so that like so many people don't even know how much like they make each week. Mm. Being able to identify that gets you, gives you a starting point. And then after that, to go through like your fixed expenses, find out how much your rent is, how much do you pay for Wi-Fi and everything like that and add it all up um, so that you know exactly how much you need to live. And if after that you realize that, wow, like uh, with my current income, I can't live like this. I can't actually afford it because every week I'm spending money on the credit card. And then that tells us that there's one of two things that need to happen. You need to either increase your income or decrease your expenses. And if you go through your expenses and you're like, well, all of these are actually necessities. I can't really cut anything out. It's not as if I go out and buy coffee or whatever. Like they're all just basics. Then that's an income problem. And I would work on increasing your income through side hustles, whether that's um, like when I was a teenager, I would mow lawns with my papa. We would go and he legit, like he'd get like 40 bucks to mow the lawns and I'd get like 10. But, you know, like small things like that, that you can do to increase your income. Um, and like, make it fun, make it cool. Like if you, I don't know, dads and sons that might want to go out and mow lawns together or something and make it bonding time and then, um, things like that. Um, but once you've done those two things, I think the next thing is to list your debt. If you have consumer debt, like credit cards, student loan, um, a mortgage, just to see, you just need a really big picture about where your finances are at the moment and how they're going. And then you can decide what you need to do, um, further to that. So, right. For example, when I first did this, I literally counted up, and this is really bad, but I think I was spending like $100 on takeaways a week. And it's really embarrassing, no, but... I spend 400 a week on... <laughs> really? Oh, at my worst. Yeah, that's how much we were spending at the restaurants. I'm, Just I'm on the road, we'll buy that and then go out to restaurants. I Kaya's my worst thing. You were fine. <laughs> Well, I'm also the type of person that, like, if I'm with someone, I'm like, oh, no, all good, I'll shout it. Yeah, yeah oi. Exactly. Oi. I feel like we're all guilty of that, eh? Yes. Yeah. yeah. And so it just, you know, it adds up. And so I realised, I was like, you know, like, this is actually a takeaways addiction, and so yeah, you need to get too. that sorted. And most of the time, a lot of our money problems aren't actually money problems. I've found, like, literally going to a counsellor and talking about why you do some of the things you do can actually really help. So, for example, when I grew up and I didn't get to have, you know, like I always wanted, like, you know, like a pink bike or things like that. And if I didn't get it, now that I'm an adult and I can pay for these things myself, I feel like, oh, I deserve it. Like I, ch I can I can just treat myself. Mm. But that's like not actually how life works. Like no, it's you not, need to, yeah. so I think like going to counseling or whatever can actually help you identify why you make the decisions you make. And mm. if they're not good for you, you can kind of change them. So now I have like a takeaways budget and a limit. Hi. So I'm only going to go twice a week, which is probably still bad if these doctors listening, but um, it's Happiness like manageable me. and I feel fine doing it. Like I don't feel guilty spending um, how much money I do because I've got a plan and I've got a budget around it. Yeah. Even like girls nights out, I budget like for that. So I'm like, you know, like drinks are going to cost 30 here and blah, blah, blah. So I like add it up and budget it before I go out. And then whilst I'm out, I can just have a conscious like ticker in my brain. Like, oh yeah, I've got like 80 left, no, 70 left. Oh, just went over. But, That's um, really proactive. Cool. Yes. Right. Do you think like that? Because I don't. I've been better now um, mm. since, um, because I found um, 
just to wrap it up, we need to wrap it up. No. <laughs> but, this is, you're uh, amazing. Yeah. I'm yeah, checking out your podcast. Yeah. The, the tip from that is have a plan. Have a plan. Right? Yeah. But as I've I, as I've grown with my income as mm. well, um, not that I can afford to eat four hundred dollars out a week. It's like literally convenience. I'm choosing yeah. laziness always. Me too. Yeah. Mm. Over it with Uber Eats with all of that. So as my income's grown. I feel like my financial literacy is growing, but it's it's easier said than done, eh? Oh, like, so easier said than I'll, done. I'll put money away for something, and then um, if I get near a threshold of this one where I said I'm only spending this much on this, mm. and that's it for the week. If you have no money by the end of the week, then you don't get a fill up until next week. No. And then I'll get to the end of that week, and then I'll be like... Well, I mean, if I just put in another couple of hundred mm. keys. So I think having a plan and discipline. I love that. Hey, is, is the, the two really hard skills to learn around money. So difficult. Especially when you come, when you grow up without, especially coming into our age, like I can say age, where you have only ever been... Um, at the will of your parents, mm. hey, and it's or you ha- you will. haven't had much. Yeah, yeah. Just and you finally money. have something, and you're like, ah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I can buy it yeah. and then spend it, and yeah. then it's gone. Do you know what the other thing is? I don't know. No, I need to wrap it up. But <laughs> the other thing is, is when I was a student and I had no money, and even today, when if I get down to like zero dollars, I like never feel scared. No. <laughs> Me either. I just think like, yeah, I just think like, oh, well, I'll get more money. That's right, that's what it is. So that's probably why I'll never be the Māori millionaire. <laughs> yeah, No, yeah. it really is. And that's why we need you. Yeah. Because I feel like, again, I'm going to go back to like visibility. We've talked about this, but like when you see someone visible that's similar to you or like you or exactly mm. like you, you start thinking, wow, like they can do it. Like I can do it. Actually, also the using things that make sense to me, using like tikanga and using like mm. chow Māori, like as to be like, look, like this is this is how we need what we need to do to survive and to thrive and to feel more secure and safe as a Fano. Like I love that approach, and I think that calls to me more in any way. At any time I've ever spoke about investing or money with anyone else, I think you you've got it, girl. Like yeah. this is a great business for you. And only nineteen. Only, only nineteen. Your- Start of learning and so much more to go. You go off, sis. I love this for you. Have a plan. Have some discipline. What else? That's it. You need a why. You need what? You need a why though, just quickly. Yes. Yeah, because you, you can have motivation. Like we can all dream of being rich, but if we don't actually have a like uh, a why of why we're doing it, then we'll just spend four hundred. That's true. It's very true. I know. It's been like I'm hungry though. Exactly that. Because I don't have a why. No, me either. Yeah. My why is my joy. Yeah. And this brings me joy, Joy. but I need to maybe contain my joy a little bit. Maybe I don't know. Yeah. No, I love this. Thank you so much for your time. This has been amazing. Yeah. I'm actually. I'm like. I was a little bit like. Oh, can we talk about money in this next episode? I think it was digestible. No, you're so good at this. Yes, you are. You have a real gift. Thank you. Thank you so much. Where can people find you before we wrap it up? Um, At Māori Millionaire with an underscore. Um, If you search Māori Millionaire, all the scam accounts will come up, so make sure it's at Māori Millionaire underscore. Cool. Underscore. Got you. Amazing. And the podcast is on Spotify or streaming? On Spotify, Apple Podcasts, um, and if you have trouble finding anything, www.marimalini.com. Wicked. Love it. Love it. Thank you very much, Dakota, for your time today. And what was that one? Discipline. Plan. Plan. Why? Why? What's my why? Oh, that's a deep question, too. You can go so many different areas. Hey, now wrap us up, wrap us up. Yeah, what is my reason in this like, world? Why my hair? <laughs> Thank you guys very much for sitting here with us, having another one here at Under the Farki. Yeah. Kakite. Kakite.